welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, Broads, <laughs> here we are again. Here we are again. Um, if you are watching on the YouTube, um, I'm not um, currently in prison, which I feel like I definitely <laughs> look like. I'm in beige. The wall behind me is not the typical green. <laughs> they let you keep your Louis V necklace. They let so. me keep the Louis V because, you know, they wouldn't didn't want to take it from me. my rings, all, you know, all the good stuff. Um, no, I'm actually I came to visit my uh, my mother in the desert. Don't worry. We were all tested before we are co- a covid free family. Blessings. Um, but yeah, cool. It's hot. It's hot. Here. <laughs> I'm going to Fresno tomorrow, and I don't know why we're subjecting ourselves to that either. Yeah, it's like w- back to the good old 103. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm and that's just, not like, the area like, code. That's the temperature. <laughs> that's not the area code. I I love the desert, but yesterday, and I don't know if I'm just a baby because like we're just you know used to the California, the Southern California temperatures, but it was 113 here yesterday. Yeah, no, that's that's unbearable. <laughs> And I was like getting a little lightheaded throughout the day. And I'm just like, am I pathetic or is this really hot? No, it's really hot. I remember we went to, I feel like I've told this story a million times, but I went to Palm Springs for a friend's birthday and in June and it was 117 and the air conditioning in our Airbnb (gasps) broke. And literally all we could do was stand in the pool, like up to our necks. Like, like that's actually no exaggeration. That was the only (laughs) time I felt some relief and the pool was bath water. You're just, still well it, it is because it's like cooking in the sun so there's Ugh. a pool yes and you're just floating heads and you're just like i just can't burn <laughs> but I it's br- horrible i bring up being in the desert because claire is currently filming here with her men oh my god i and, didn't even think about that jess and i'm like first hundred- of all first of all am i spying around the perimeters masked maybe maybe you'll find me there maybe you'll find me snooping but all i can think about is as i'm outside going in back and forth in between the air-conditioned house god bless is that they're out there in the full you know in their full mask in their gear trying to get their flirt on and it's like a 120 wait they're wearing their masks during filming the guys are okay i don't know because i saw a, a clip I don't know if it was like on TMZ or something and it was like Claire removes her mask while filming oh I saw that too but the whole crew everyone else is masked so everyone's masked up in this heat and I'm like what do you what are you guys doing to these poor people my god oh, Jess can you imagine they're going okay first of all the crew they've got to be sweltering and dying because you know they're all wearing black oh my like god they, the amount the amount of heat stroke that's gonna happen okay second they're gonna have the guy is doing all this dumbass shit on the group dates. They're going to be having them like, you know, I don't know, put on like bubble suits and fight each other. Yep, yep. You know, there's going to be multiple hospitalizations throughout this. They're I can't have believe wrapped it. In plastic. They're going to be passing out all over the place. And you know how exhausting it is to spend like a whole day in the sun. Imagine poor Claire is going to have to like go back to her villa and like get ready and then facilitate like a whole night oh, of evening date I didn't stuff. Even, it's going to be exhausting. Girl, I did not even think about that. When you're in the yeah, when you're in the sun all day, you're like, I need to be asleep at six, not go out on a full date and like exert my emotional all energy. Night. Oh, they're going to have to throw her in so many ice baths. Poor thing. <laughs> I mean, because even at night, what? It's like in the 80s. Oh, no, no, no. It's like yesterday, 
at seven o'clock, it was still a hundred degrees outside. It was like ninety nine. Now it was shaded because of the sun was setting, so it wasn't quite as like it wasn't beating on you. At least it's a dry heat, right? That's what we all <laughs> it's say. It's a dry heat. It's, it's a, dry a dry heat. heat. Her There's hair, no you know, she's gonna, the makeup will stay. It's not, you're not going to be, even her though, hair is going to be sticking to her face. Oh my God. This just sounds absolutely Just horrible. a nightmare. Point is though, that there's going to be a lot of stress. People, the, the tensions they are going to be so They should have done like high. a resort in San Diego. What the fuck are they thinking doing Palm Springs in July? I have no idea. I have no idea. Now, I will say the people of Palm Springs, I want to give major shouts out to any <laughs> Palm Springs listeners that are listening. I mean, talk about people who have been so vigilant to be always masked up. Everyone is so, mm. so gracious and cautious about social distancing constantly, like in the grocery. I mean, everyone's just so on top of it out here. Um, but now, of course, they bring the whole crew of ABC out here to just, you know, insane uh, i can't even believe it anyways that being said claire uh her the photos of all her men have been released and though we so don't have excited. all the bios becca and i we just can't, we can't wait to discuss them so we decided that thursday's episode we're gonna do we're gonna we gotta talk about the guys i'm so thrilled my sister actually told me about it first she called me and she goes becca they've really she doesn't watch the bachelor also she just listens to our recaps like a true <sighs> A true Stand. broad. <laughs> um, a true broad. And she was like, they've released the cast photos. She goes, but Becca, they're not in the studio. Like they have them taking their own photos or something. Yes. They're like, so I got really excited. But then I went and looked at them and they weren't as exciting as I was like. Originally, I thought it was literally like people in their houses trying to do their own photo shoots. No, it looks like some of these guys actually like maybe hired a professional yeah. photographer to come by, mask up and take that photo. But we're going to talk about that on Thursday. So excited. So tune in. Um, also, just, you know, little game plan for everyone. Next week, apparently, they're not releasing a Bachelor Goat episode <laughs> because ABC's decided to just be all over the place at this point in time <laughs> and be completely inconsistent. But hey, guess what? Good thing is we were inconsistent, too, and we didn't do Sean Lowe's uh, Goat episode. And so they're re-airing that next week. So we'll be doing Sean's. Um, I can't believe they're just re-airing it. I just don't understand why, the, like, why last week there's none, and then there's one this week, and then next week there's not one, and then next week there's going to be, like, the following week there is going to be one again. I don't, I like, I don't understand. It, there's no Another, rhyme or reason to it. Why weren't, why didn't we do Sean's? Um, because... Maybe uh, we... Because I think that was one of the... That was yeah 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 that, was, that was the week the after all the George the protests yeah. and yeah and we just we were like we're not it's just not maybe that's why they're re-airing it too the relevant topic that we need to it's not the important thing that we need to cover speaking of maybe, that as well hmm. coming up we will be having that full anti-racism episode that will be coming soon um hoping to get a great guest for a disability pride episode yeah we got some fun stuff coming up um yeah. Also, Claire's speaking of Claire's season, is that officially airing in September? Is that yes. What they said? Yes. And it's releasing on Tuesdays, just told me. It's gonna be real everything's topsy turvy. <laughs> I can't handle all this change. And we're gonna have to turn right back around because let's see, September, I'm guessing it's gonna air like September, October, maybe mid-November. Then I'm guessing January. Oh wait. 
I th- we don't even know how they're going to film The Bachelor if they're going to have to do a sa- the same scenario. I'm not sure how they're going to film Palm The Bachelor. Now, Palm Springs filming in like October dreamy. sounds fantastic. Absolutely dreamy. Now, <sighs> the other two we have to talk about before we get into the episode because I got sent this video a million times. Speaking of The Bachelor, did you see the pool parties that Tyler and Matt James were at this past weekend that they got filmed at? I did see something on Bachelor Clues, the Instagram, where they were like, time to break our fake quarantine. And it was like pictures of Tyler and Matt. And I didn't know what that was referencing. So there's video footage. And so it's not like it's very blatant. Tyler and Matt. And I got it. It literally it hurts my whole body right now to say any ill anything ill of our future bachelor but i just feel like we have to we got i got sent this so many times but there is video footage of matt and tyler and it's not like you know the quarantine crew where there's a handful of them all hanging out it is a pool party with a lot of people well, are they in Florida? Because in Florida, apparently, like, it's a free-for-all. That's true. They are in Florida. So everyone's just doing their thing, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess over here, our mayor just said that we're probably going down into shutdown again. So full shutdown. So we're just living a different lifestyle over here. But, um, yeah. So that video footage was released. And so, obviously... Um, they're getting some flack for it, especially That's since funny. they did like they got like a um a trademark on quarantine crew, and there's like the paperwork of their trademark with like the people who are part of the quarantine crew, and they're clearly are you not, serious? And they're clearly they're not trademarking that. There was some legal document that I saw, and it showed the members and like their names and whatever. I don't know. You, They're starting you know, an LLC. Listen, these days, Photoshop <laughs> is a powerful tool, but it looked very real that they were like trademarking the quarantine crew. And the irony is, that well, you know, like they are that's not quarantined. Th- you know how they're doing those things now, like the TikTok houses. I think that yes. that's maybe their idea. They're like, we're gonna oh create like a quarantine it's like crew a new house. house. Yeah, oh, exactly. Wow. Team that's- ten, but the quarantine <laughs> house. Oh wow. Team 10 oh, wow, throwing team around 10. the If the Shane team Dawson lingo. wasn't completely canceled, he'd come in and do a little Oh my god, we could That's I, a whole other Oh, oh my god. god. There's so much there it's just crazy Becca because I feel like every week there's just so much that we just have to cover and we just talk about the bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly like don't know what it is, but for some reason, cuz remember I was defending Claire when she was tweeting against Matt. I don't know why. I've always had a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth about him. I have zero. Actually, I don't have zero clue why. I know why. But I, so I'll be interested to see how I feel. About you him know why season. you have a bad taste in your mouth? Yeah, just because I feel like um, it's it's a, such a stupid critique because everyone in The Bachelor is there for this. I, it's, I don't really have any place to talk about this, but I just feel like he's. I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like he's totally, like, in it for the fame. Like, doesn't... Like, I don't think he could give two flying fucks about getting a girlfriend, much less, like, a fiancé or a wife. Right. Well, I will I, say, I think I can... I, I have no... I, I actually have no secure... Re- like, I have no concrete it's reason just, to it's say the, that It's or the relationship that. with, with uh, Tyler Cameron. But it, they were... Re- they've been great, great friends for years. No, I know. And they worked together. I know. 
But like from the quarantine crew stuff, and even though I yeah. know that he was doing the shout outs for charity, that was just still weird to me. And like, you know, partying with the Kardashians kind of thing. Like, I'm just like, no, I, I don't hear you. Know no, I hear you. It just it this. starts to get it starts to get like not. It's like when we're watching these old versions of The Bachelor where the people were kind of just random people coming on the show. They didn't have any fame going in. That was that was a cool thing. Yeah. But I'm super excited for Matt's season. After watching a little snippet of him with Tyler when Chris Harrison was talking to them, I think he's going to be such a good Bachelor. But now seeing this quarantine... Uh, non-quarantine piece, I just hope everybody's safe. <laughs> I just hope <laughs> they take precautions. <laughs> Yeah, what if they go to film this season and he tests positive for COVID? Then what are they going to do? I mean, Matt, this is my thing. I'm going to, Matt, are you, look, look, look at me in the camera, Matt. Okay, think about, first of all, the safety of others. But also, what if something he should know a little more about you? Be careful. Oh, I was going to say, also, he should know a little bit more about PR at this point. Like, with Tyler, with everyone. Like, he, if he's going to be the Bachelor, he probably should be a little more careful. I'm not going to like judge him for going to the pool party, but you should know at this point that like anyone can get photos or videos of you anywhere you go. Anything you do, you should know that at this point. Yeah. Unless he's going to be the bachelor who's just like, I don't give a shit. (coughs) First black bachelor, baby. I do what I want. (coughs) Seriously. It's like, fuck you, ABC. I'm just going to do what I want. I wonder how much they paid him. Okay. Speaking well, of quarantine, as I'm literally like, I passed my COVID test and I'm like dying of a cough over <laughs> Hacking here. cough. Oh my um, God. All right. Well, I'm I'm really excited to talk about Brad's I, recap. I love these old episodes or I love these old season recaps. Me too. How Me dare I? too. I how want, dare I talk negatively about and it before? Allie's next week too. Oh. I'm so excited. I am going to relive my Frank fantasy, who is the love of my life on this show. Yeah, see, and I'm excited because I know you always talk so much about Frank and I don't remember him at all. But I am nervous that like I did maybe have poor taste back in the day. So what (laughs) if he's horrible and I just have this fond memory of him because I thought he was a smoke show and he's the worst? I don't quite recall. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But I'm really excited. I'm I'm I just I'm tingling I can't wait well yeah the old seasons are bomb they're so fun and I can't wait to talk about Brad's right now but before we hop into a Mr. Womack double woe oh yeah um, we'll say this broads I never imagined that my loungewear wardrobe would become my full-time wardrobe but it's 2020 and things are a little weird right now so here we are um I'm living in loungewear as most of us are, as you can tell by my current attire. Um, But when I'm working from home, my high school spirit week t-shirts and Evan's basketball shorts don't quite cut it. Uh, I need to feel a little more put together for, you know, some of these zoom meetings we have, you know, I got to look, look a little nicer, get my confidence on and it's good to feel fully dressed, but that's why I'm living in my dress pant yoga pants from beta brand. You guys, these, Pants are nice. Let me tell you, not only are they incredibly comfortable, you're going to feel like you're still in your PJs. They also look as polished and as sleek as every other work pant on the market. I think they might even be a little bit cuter, but that's just my opinion. There's so many styles and colors to choose from. Uh, there's literally a pant for everyone. You've got straight leg, skinny, cropped, my personal favorite, and they launch new styles weekly. Oh, they're so cute. So many fun styles. I like my little six buttons in the front. Um, Me too. I have those as well. They're so cute. Uh, I love all the beta band pr- pants. Um, when I wake up, I have 
absolutely zero motivation sometimes, but just putting on that outfit that looks intentional and professional is enough to get my act together. Um, And all of their pants are made of wrinkle-resistant stretch knit, so they won't wrinkle when you're en route to the office, even if, again, that office is currently your home. Um, Yeah, answering emails crisscross on your couch, you won't wrinkle. You'll be comfy. You'll look profesh. It's all good news. Right now, our listeners can get 25% off their first order when you go to betabrand.com slash chatty. That's 25% off your first orders for limited time at betabrand.com slash chatty. You can find out why women are buying five different pairs of these pants. You can go to betabrand.com slash chatty for 25% off. Love. Uh, Broads, hands up if you're engaging in more happy hours than usual. And I know you can't maybe see, but both of my hands are up for this because that's just (laughs) been what's happening. Uh, Those virtual happy hours. And listen, be it virtual or social distance, I'm all about the happy hours. But I'm not, however, all about the day after when my head is pounding and I wake up in a complete fog. So, broads, going to tell you. My number one trick to wake up feeling my best, and that is DHM Detox. DHM Detox is the must-have vitamin if you're having one drink or a few drinks. You get to enjoy your night out, and the next day you're going to wake up without any of the nausea. No brain frog. Frog. Brain frog. Brain Feels like a brain frog. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Speaking of brain fog. uh, Or headaches or anxiety. And it boosts your body's natural response to alcohol to help break down those pesky toxins. And it uses only natural ingredients, antioxidants, and vitamins. All you have to do is take those two capsules after your first couple of drinks and DHM Detox gets right to work. Plus, they come in those convenient to-go packs, which are so perfect for tossing in your purse or bag or throwing in your suitcase if you're traveling. Um, And with DHM Detox, losing your next day to a hangover is 100% a thing of the past. So how important is your next day, broads? For just a couple dollars, you can wake up feeling fine after drinking, and they have free shipping on all U.S. orders. So DHM Detox is a risk-free purchase. So if you aren't satisfied after taking the product, they'll give you your money back. So you got nothing to lose. It's a no-brainer. And I've got you 20% off. <laughs> I've got you 20% off your first order. Just head over to DHMDetox.com and use promo code CHATTY at checkout. That's DHMDetox.com. If you have any questions, uh, you can reach out to at DHMDetox on Instagram also. All right. All right. Brad. 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 Okay. First of all, the zaddiest of all zaddies. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this right now, okay? I it, it pains me to say it because I don't want it to be true, but he is the type of guy physically, and I hate this about myself, but if I know if I would have been at a bar and that guy would have come up and spoken to me, I would have been tongue tied. Like, like I would have oh, been totally. like, he looks like such a douche. What an oh, asshole. No. And then he comes over to me. I'm like, oh, my God. Hi. Like it. it no, he's like just classic, like hot white guy. Hot. Like, yeah. it's just just. Yeah. Ken, Ken doll kind of. He's, he's but beautiful. I'm, I'm a sucker for it, too. I can't. I also really like his personality and I know he got so much shit for the first season, but like I don't have any problems with him. He's not canceled. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> it's so funny, B, because I watched both seasons. And of course, there it feels like so long ago. It came out 2007, which is the year that I graduated high school. Um, so it's, yeah, it just feels like so long ago, but I remember being like, wow, what a dick and having all these like negative feelings towards him. And I don't know if it's the way that they edit these, these goat episodes, but I'm kind of like, I don't hate the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. Not at all. I didn't watch either of the seasons. So I'm actually loving it. Same with, um, you know, Trista and whatever his name was. Ryan. no, no, no. The first Bachelor. Oh, Alex. Oh, Alex. yeah. About the first. I didn't bachelor. watch either of those, and I had so much fun watching the recap, and I felt the same way about this too. It's kind of great because I actually didn't really know how they ended. Yeah, no, that's fine. It's weird because it's like you feel like there's so many pieces that you don't get that you wonder how much ABC is like crafting a right. narrative, right? You know, I. But um, but with uh with Brad. I found him to be very likable. I think part of it is the way he speaks. He has no, his tone is always exactly the same. And his cadence sounds like Ricky Bobby's from Talladega Nights. (laughs) (laughs) So like, obviously he's got the Southern accent, but the way that he talks sounds like Ricky Bobby, like the cadence. (laughs) So anything he says, even when he's being mean, I'm kind of like, He's kind of funny. I don't know why he's not trying, but he's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> that's that's really funny, actually. I I also think that he, I actually think he's a man of words. Like I was listening to what he was saying. Sometimes I'm like, "Damn, good speech," or like, yeah. "That was really like the right thing to say in the moment." I was actually like. You know, maybe it's a southern accent or the fact that he does speak in that sort of like slow yes, cadence it's, it's way. Almost, it's almost a little like presidential. <laughs> yeah, but then when he's the stuff he's saying, I'm like, oh, that's actually like that was good call, buddy. Like that was the right thing to say in the yeah. moment. I have not I cannot say the same about some of the other bachelors, you know, but I was actually like I feel like he handles these situations pretty well. Well, we didn't really see it in this episode or yeah, in this goat episode very much. But the second season that he comes in. So obviously there's the first season, which is very fuzzy to me. But the second season, I remember, I remember during the first intro episode, he talked so much about getting therapy and how his therapist was like. And if I and I could be like, I could be making this up in my brain, but I'm 99.9% sure because maybe it was a running joke that I had with my friends. Okay. But I'm like 99% sure that he was like calling his therapist like you'd see it on the show and he would bring his therapist up constantly because he was like this new, like newly invented man who had discovered therapy and was like, I'm healing. So he was like always bringing up his therapist in the second season and I was just waiting for her to show up on like a one-on-one date. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. I hope that was actually a thing. Again, it might have just been well, me sitting with my girlfriends just like talking and this was well, what I was creating I in my brain doesn't seem crazy because then when they did the interview with him he's like still need a lot of th- i still need a lot of therapy i'm like and he would but he was being 100 percent serious you know yeah. no that's Which what I'm good saying. for he him was, he was very like very open and direct about his therapy second season which i was like okay we have a new brad a new okay. brad who's discovered himself through therapy speaking of which when we started out season one or the yes. recap of season one I was really confused because he was talking about his parents getting divorced and suddenly he was like really poor. And I was really confused about that. I was like, why was that the case? And then, of course, it comes out when they begin this 
oh my god the recap of the, the second season where he's yeah. like yeah my dad just dipped out for five years oh i know jeez i know but like yeah at the beginning of, of of the first recap i was like i don't really get what happened here um and then you know i was thinking at the at the beginning of the recap of the first season i was like oh my gosh imagine watching a season of the bachelor with someone that like you've never seen on any of the other seasons before and then i was like oh wait that's what we're gonna be doing yeah again but the thing is we still have we still see him on so matt on social media that's true we're gonna be getting interviews with him before I, yeah, it's such a trip. I I wonder when they stopped doing that. I think we talked about this last time, but like when they stopped putting, uh, using people that were like brand new. Like I, I love the idea of someone when they, when all the women hopped out of the car and they were yeah. like, no idea who this guy is, but as Chris Harrison said, the most handsome man in America. <laughs> and I was like, this time, Chris, I'm going to have to agree with you. Um, maybe they, they probably stopped around the batch, first Bachelorette season, I'm guessing. Sometime yeah. around then. Yeah. Because um, there was nowhere else to, before pre-Bachelorette era, there was nowhere to pull men from. Very true. He was, though, post-first so, Bachelorette right, season, right, right, right. I believe. Maybe he they Oh. Th- yeah. Oh. I think. Hmm. Yeah, 2007. Yeah, I guess that's... Yeah. I don't know. I they just found right. him. But uh, Brad Womack, he is the owner of some a couple of bars, a couple of nightclubs, um, you know, which my... my The sirens go off immediately in my brain when, when you know, we I love a bar owner. A nightclub owner makes me a little nervous. Don't know if I want to be in a relationship with a nightclub owner. Um, mm. Bar owner, you know, I would just become like the regular that they'd be like, well, you know, Jessica's always here. Just lingering around the bar. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, he seems like he's thriving now. Seems like he's still doing well. That kitchen was very nice. Was. Um, but yeah, okay, the fashion, first of all, in the very first episode, I do have to take, make note of that. Somehow. Okay, between, wait, but what is his second season, 2007? No. Or his first? His I, I think his first season was 2007. Because they said something. So his second was yeah. 2010? Because they said it was three years apart. Oh, yeah, maybe then. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't matter. But um, anyway, I was just curious about that. Oh, yeah, the fashion. I mean, Becca, can I ask you something? Was there any yes. time between Alex and Michelle's season and his? It was like, <laughs> I forgot how between like 2000 and like two and three to 2007, nothing changed and it was horrible. The hairstyles were like ex- exactly the hairstyles are like exactly the same. There were a lot of the, like the drippy chandelier, like the matching necklace and earring sets that were like very drippy chandelier. Which, by the way, I feel like they still style the bachelorettes like that. Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> a lot of Not satin, very shiny dresses. <laughs> um, people and also like polyester blends. <laughs> a lot of pol- a lot of poly blends. Trying. <laughs> <laughs> they were, <laughs> I guess, seriously. but they also like. No, um, I felt like Emily and uh, um, Chantel or Chantella, I feel like 
they by the way they go in between calling her Chantel I can't remember Chantel. any of it was very difficult for me they were two of the first two of the people that I saw with gowns for the first time at that final rose it was almost oh. like they everyone was doing these short dresses beforehand and I was like where's the gowns but they decided to pop off with the with the uh, the long dresses that time. well yeah I wonder when they started having the stylist too for that final rose ceremony because I think I've told you they don't have anyone like helping you throughout the season. But then on the finale, they have a makeup artist, I think like a hairstylist and they, and they also take you to go pick out dresses. Everyone just looks completely different. All of a sudden in the fight, they're like, they're, <laughs> they have brand new dyed hair and like full Botox. You are already gorgeous, but the glow up is it's just striking. Like, what happened to you? Um, okay. So, all right, let's talk about, um, I'm like, how how into detail should we go with the first season? Uh, oh, I did want to say this. Uh, hi, Bachelor. We ask for diversity, and you send us a, a goat episode that is <laughs> Becca. Every single person on no, I, well, I Maybe I'm wrong, and I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but we're on both seasons. Was every single person white? At least every single person in the recap, that's for sure. Every single person. So ABC just <laughs> does double middle fingers. Oh, you asked for a diversity pledge and we told you that we'd act like we doing it. Let's take it back to the good old days of 2007. <laughs> Let's check out this. Go Where we didn't have to do shit. <laughs> and literal zero diversity. And when I say zero, I mean zero. The I most mean, diversity we it. see is like, oh, there's a few brunettes thrown in with the blondes. Like, oh, shit. Oh, and that's so funny because I remember now that you're saying that, I remember it kind of being a thing where it was like, wow, there are like when there would be a season where there were more brunettes, you'd be like, oh, my God, ABC (laughs) diversity for real. (laughs) Thank you for representing others. Wow. I feel so seen with my with my brown hair now all of a sudden. (laughs) That actually like was I, I still kind of. Like, uh, even on Ari's season, I was like, oh, wow, there are, like, a lot of, like, brown-haired people here. <laughs> I cannot, How ridiculous is that? I cannot, now that you're saying that, I'm, I'm having vivid memories, vivid memories thinking certain seasons being like, wow, look, at there's a lot of brunettes in that. <laughs> wow, I can't even, holy shit. Anyways. Um, I did notice that, like, his final two of the first season and that other girl that was a finalist of the second season, they all kind of looked the same to me. Yes. Those three brown haired girls. And I couldn't really like tell them all apart. They all have very similar vibes. Minus Emily Maynard. Everyone he chose kind of look. And then his the the woman that he's with now has kind of that similar look. It does seem like he has a type. Brad has a type. Well, we were cracking up watching it last night because it just seemed like uh, it just seemed like he was trying to keep his dick in his pants the whole time through night one. He is just like, I am falling for 17 women right now. <laughs> it was hilarious. Up, when he went up to the edge of the pool and the girl was just like, I think you should take your shirt off. He was like, oh my. <laughs> pants off. She said pants off. And he's like, off. he's like, I'm 100% down, but I don't know if I should do this. Like, he was literally just he was looking around at what everyone was going to look and say. And he was just like, oh, well, oh my. <laughs> I love him. I love his energy. Um, he's just cracking up about the toes girl. Um, 
got her toes on the table. (laughs) I mean, wow. There were some tricks. The the toes on the table and then a second season, they had the girl with the vampire teeth. Oh, that was weird. I was like, and that was a weird cut. I was like, are we not going to get any explanation about that? Are we going to find out? I don't recall if they were real or not. And also ABC. Okay, so there's no diversity. You're sticking with blondes, but we're going to go alt <laughs> and we're doing some vampire emo trick with blonde hair and fangs. <laughs> okay, I want to know what you think about this. Do you think Brad's more? And I, w- I was really studying the episode trying to figure this one out. Do you okay. think he's more into dominating or being dominated? You know, that's that's it's a tricky one because he was he was going back and forth quite a bit with the type of women he mm-hmm. was choosing. You'd have the very like soft spoken. I think personally, I think he's a man who likes many types of women. And I think Yes, I think that's true too. <laughs> He likes a variety. I mean, only blonde or brunette, granted. But a, a, a wide variety of different personality types of women. And I think he likes being dominated and being the do- the one who is dominated. But I think he he seems to choose. He seems to go with the one who's more soft-spoken. But I think ultimately mm. probably the one who's the tougher one is better for him. Yeah, I agree. Well, you see, especially in the second season, too, I know he said he didn't feel any pressure or anything. He but you got it very clear. Yeah. I'm like, okay, it's like 10 years later. You can say whatever the fuck you want. We yeah. really don't care. Calm down. There's probably not that many people watching this, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but where was I going with that? Um, oh, I feel like he probably did have the pressure to, like, pick the right girl. Sure. And, like, make the right decision. But I bought it when he was saying he was so heartbroken over Emily. I was like, well, that makes sense. She's a dime. And, like, I could totally see him being... And he really seemed... When he was talking about it, he made it seem like he really was pretty yeah. heartbroken. And he, and, and he definitely seemed like he immediately was, like, bonding with little Ricky. Okay, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> that was my favorite part of the whole entire... The whole episode was the little Ricky scene because I couldn't stop imagining something in my head. And I just it was the sweetest scene. And I I just yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> OK, great. Um, um, OK, so should we just talk about kind of the tops for the first season? Totally. Yes. Okay. So there's Diana. Yeah. Um, She seems like someone out of like a rom com to me, like the you, things that she oh. was saying and like the way. She, yeah. Ab- look, her her little perfect southern accent. Yeah, total rom The Night one, they both have like, they sound similar. They kind of have similar energy. She, she does the thing in rom-coms where she looks up or her, her head is tilted and she always looks down. Yeah. She talks. Yeah. She does like that yeah. rom. I don't know. It's totally. a certain, it's a certain the thing. chin angle kind of thing. Yeah. I remember falling for her hard. Like I was, um, I was very personally, I was very attracted to Diana. She's gorgeous. Diana's my type energy wise. Like I love her voice. She, her voice is like a, almost like a, not like raspy, but it's a little bit deeper. And she just kind of had this very like confident, calm energy. Oh yeah. I, I, I was remember instantly. At the time. Yeah. I remember at the time being like, I am 
attracted to oh, well, this I was woman. Instantly suspicious of her. I'm like, what the fuck is she hiding? Because she seems way too perfect. She's got skeletons in her closet. <laughs> we like, do I've got not to trust get to, I have got to get to the bottom of this. This seems like way too full package. Oh yeah, I mean, see, I was just like, I was like proposed already. Like, call me Mrs. Pappas. <laughs> Is that her last name? I think so. It's Pappas well with her Pappas. fun family and everything. I was mm-hmm. just like, <laughs> you're like, this feels her. like a Hannah. <laughs> this feels like a Hannah Ann situation to me. That someone's buried underneath the house. Yeah, and di- actually, she. Not that she has Hannah Ann vibes, but it sort of reminds me of that. She just seems like a little more maybe like mature mm-hmm. or something. Not that Hannah Ann's immature. I don't know. But she definitely has like a similar vibe. Uh, they do kind of. Did you notice though when she was saying she was in love with him, she like was blinking a lot? Yes. That was strange to me. I'm like, is this Morse code? <laughs> she was. She was seriously like, I think I'm falling like in love with you it was like really intense blinking i'm like are you lying yeah because that's that's a a (laughs) it seems like a tell it seems like it was a very obvious facial like we should have a body language expert on one of claire's seasons because i think i think your episodes excuse me i think you're right i think blinking is a tell because i feel like i've heard that before and then i'm automatically very self-conscious of how much I'm blinking and then I start blinking more because I'm like people are always going to think I'm lying <laughs> like I swear to god I'm telling the truth <laughs> just never blink just dry eyes to hell well um, because I didn't know what happened season one I like I had no idea about anything I sort of thought like oh is she gonna reject him but then I remembered I don't think anyone I think there's been one Dave season. Madison. I don't think anyone's ever rejected them at the altar. I the think m- there's been one season. Mm. I think one, and I can't remember who it is. I'm, I'm going to look it up after or broad send, send it on over if you know off the top. Mm. But I think there's been one season where the person rejected the proposal. And I, Very interesting. I'm, mm-hmm. I feel like it was around that time too. Like I feel like I was early college years Hmm. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's Deanna. Um, I mean, there, they see, I, I remember watching the season and being pretty convinced that he was going to pick Deanna. Um, that seems like sort of the obvious, who's the other girl? Jenny, Jenny, the gymnast. She was always laugh girl. That's just what I was calling her. Yes, so we can talk about Jenny. Jenny um, was the other one who Brad liked. He said he just immediately fell for her laugh. And I was like, not to be a total bitch, but for realsies. <laughs> Thank you for saying the words that I would have said much more brutally. <laughs> you said not to be a bitch, but for realsies. Seriously? <laughs> I, I was like... She said that I paid like very specific attention to the laugh, and I was like, "Me too." Mm. <laughs> I feel like Batch of the production was also trying to hint at us, like we were all scratching our heads about this one. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, Unless it's the opposite, you know how sometimes when something about you or something about a person that you're like into bothers you. So you specifically say like, Oh my God, I 
like oh my god i love her laugh because her laugh actually bothers you because you're trying to convince yourself that it doesn't drive you nuts (laughs) i've done this before (laughs) what what have you done it with i've done it with someone's personality (laughs) (laughs) i love how like open and like honest and kind of loud they are I love how in this in this specific case, it was just like, no, God, I love how um, reserved he is and how he just kind of has a blank stare always and just looks off into the distance and doesn't engage so in mysterious. conversation. He's so mysterious. <laughs> That's depressing. <laughs> I know he was such a smoke show, though. I had to um, just try to ignore the personality. Anyways, um, but Jenny... Yeah, it seemed, I remember watching it, it seemed very obvious, at least to me, that he was going to choose Deanna. But Jenny was very, you know, obviously there's the laugh, but Jenny was had such, and we see it in her interview with Chris Harrison later, she was like, she is so spunky. Yeah. She has very spark, like, she's got the sparkly eyes, the big smile, like, just like. She's fun. She's so fun. Like, your life cheerleader, you know, like a great friend to have. Um but yeah, it definitely seemed like it was gonna. Oh, no, we're just having a baby delivered. Cute baby delivery. <laughs> Not that kind of delivery, thankfully. Not in round three. No, <laughs> no. Oh, he's so cute and he's Aww. sleepy right now. He's precious. Um. Anyway, so yeah, she seems like she just has such a sweet personality. Yeah, she's super, super sweet. And I loved their little interview with Chris Harrison afterwards. But yes, um, she definitely was very she was very passionate when she told a cute kisses. Hi, great. told Um, him not to interrupt the the recording. (laughs) Well, at least it was affection. Um, But yeah, when when um, when. She was talking to Brad when Jenny was talking to Brad and opening up about her feelings. She was it was very emotional. There was a lot of tears, a lot of tears and a lot of crying faces. And Brad basically just like stroking her being like, it's okay, you're going to be okay." And I'm like, this seemed to me very much like a we're done, but I have to keep this this going and she felt confident that it was going to be her but yeah. I was like watching it back I'm like this doesn't feel fully reciprocated to me did he say ever did he confirm whether or not he actually was planning on it being Diana up until he got like did we figure out where the timeline was of when he decided that he wasn't going to pick anyone no i don't think so and i think that i don't was, think that got clarified no and i think that's what diana was saying when she when chris harrison interviewed her and she was like i just want some sort of clarification about what happened because the night before he basically was like you're gonna like what happens tomorrow and then she's like <laughs> he left me so you see this okay so first of all his breakup with jenny yes um I thought it was a great breakup on his part. Yeah. I thought he, thought he said what he needed to say. He's very direct. And I yes. appreciate a direct person. And he doesn't seem to like play games. No. You know, I hate when people do that where they're just like, well, let's talk about it. Like, let's still be friends. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, he didn't do, do that, you know, he didn't do so much of the typical here are here's my entire speech. That's like super emotionally engaged. And you think I'm going to choose you 
which I liked. He said a couple yeah. nice things, but then he was like, unfortunately. <laughs> I think we both know where this is headed. <laughs> don't laugh. Please don't laugh. <laughs> you know how it gets me. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought he did a good job. I mean, I also noted that when he broke up with Diana too, he didn't say any of the like, like he didn't really chase after her at all. He wasn't like, oh, maybe we can try to continue it. He was just like, well, this was all very sad. <laughs> and then just goes about his business. <laughs> but, okay, anything else to note about Jenny's breakup? I felt like it was pretty straightforward. Was she pretty handled straightforward. it well also. She handled it so beautifully. I, You know, the only thing I noted was, wow, the smoky eye was hot then. It was so hot. And I was like, she did a gorgeous smoky eye or her makeup artist. And I was just thinking about how I did that every single day. The blending Blend blending two thousand seven blending. Yes, Mac on ten always. Um, <laughs> oh my god, that's when Mac was so. Not that it's not hot now, but Mac was so so hot, hot. so hot. Wow. Um, uh. <laughs> so then, so then Diana. So then Diana. Um, okay, okay. I was screaming, screaming, rewatching this back. I felt like. I felt like he was going to pick her and then it was literally like I felt like I watched <laughs> him react to bile rising in his throat. Like I yes. felt like he was about to like propose and all of a sudden he's like I think I'm going to throw up. Holy shit. I can't do this. Oh my fucking it's God. Up, it's coming up. It's coming up. And then he walks away and in that moment when he walks away he's like holy fuck I can't do this. I'm not fucking proposing to her. And you just like watch all that happen. And it was, can you imagine being her? He's lit, he walks away and he's like, and adjusting his tie and like, like pacing in circles. Like he doesn't even go talk to a producer or anything. Literally just like does it. Yeah. Does a little lap. He self soothes. I swear to God, he slapped his own ass to like encourage himself (laughs) to get back in the game (laughs) and be like, you got to put an end to this. Okay. I mean, that shit was crazy. The fact that he didn't walk off, that he didn't pull like, I don't know what half of the bachelors do. And they're like, I need a moment. And they walk off and they they discuss with Chris Harrison. They discuss with the producers. Brad's like, no, no, no. I'm too smart for this shit. I know that you guys are going to try to manipulate me and try to get me to for sure propose to her. Okay, so I'm doing this my way. I'm going to run around this ring four times, smack my ass and get back in the game and end it with her. (laughs) And he does it. I mean, what did he say? How did he deliver that news? Um, I mean, he basically was just like, I just want to let you know, like, I so badly want to pick you up and twirl you around and get on a knee and propose to you, but I have to tell you goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Savage. I couldn't believe it. Sorry to everyone who I just screamed into your ear or your car with that hideous cackle um i mean just shut it down and then he Uh. and then she was just like poor poor diana was just like um i think the difference is that i'm sure and you're not and i was like well that's That's an understatement (laughs) to be somewhat clear um and then he's bit, and then he was just like, "Can I walk you to your? Can I walk you to the limo? Can I walk you to your car?" They were both in gold too. Like they were so ready. There were so 
it was so ready to be an engagement. He had oh picked out the God. ring. He had they had him match his suit and his tie with her gold dress. Like ABC 2007 was living. They're like, we're gonna have oh this moment, God. and he just he just shut it down. And then in one of again my most favorite scenes, I had a few during this episode. Him sitting like crisscrossed on the most elaborate bachelor proposal set I think they've ever had just by himself. And he was like, and he goes, well, today was pretty brutal. (laughs) (laughs) Again, the understatements. I love it. I love it. I love him so much. He was killing me. Oh my God. Well, then yeah. And, and, and yeah, then they, then Deanna and Jenny chat with Chris I was cracking up, but they're two very different aesthetics side by side. Yeah. But they're also seen. Yeah, they, they is hilarious. They both were so very confident. And uh, I like both. I really like Jenny's. I like both their personalities. They seem like they're both I, doing well. I got to say, Deanna, Jenny, and then cut to Brad's second season. We had some wonderful women like. There were some there were some great, great women that he just said no to all of them. (laughs) But they seem to be doing really well. Yeah. Um, I don't. Is there anything to note from those interviews in particular? I don't think so. I mean, then we um, no. The only then interview afterwards is then Brad's first interview with Chris Harrison. Yes. Which let's Um, get let's get to that after. uh, Yes. Yeah. But first, let's take a quick pause. Um, Okay, so broads, I am all about grocery delivery lately for obvious reasons, but I think this is something I'll continue long after the world returns to normal, and it's something that I was using before everything happened because it is so convenient, and my absolute favorite is none other, hands down, than Thrive Market. Seriously, if you're looking for clean products, if you have any sort of dietary preferences or restrictions, this is the place for you. Vegan, gluten-free, plant-based, organic, Thrive Market has it all. They tailor to over 70 different dietary values, making it so easy to shop for exactly what you want and what your specific body needs. Um, I have a really good friend who has a lot of food allergies and absolutely loves Thrive Market because she's able to find everything she needs with her limitations. Ugh, love Thrive. Is she me? <laughs> is it Becca? <laughs> well, it's not, but I love Thrive too. Thrive is the only place I shop for when I'm stocking up on pantry staples. They've got everything you need in one convenient place and the ingredients are the most amazing quality. I think I just bought about literally 15 cans of coconut cream. From, from Thrive. Fun fact. Um, sounds and sounds delicious, whatever you're cooking up. Just lots of smoothies. Mm. And not only can you get all the best food, they also have become my home to my go-to for home essentials, uh, like non-toxic cleaning supplies. And I also get their compostable uh, trash can bags. Fantastic. They've got tons of great bath and body products too. Obsessed with all their clean, organic beauty products. Also order a lot of those from Thrive. Yes, and by the way, on Thrive Market, one of the best things to me is that there it's it's products that you already like are in love with and buy, but normally when you buy, they can be more expensive. And if you're a Thrive Market member, you're going to save 25 to 50% off 
those traditional retail prices. This isn't new brands and products. You're saving mm-hmm. 50% off the products that you already am, are buying and loving. Um, and that happens every single time. And they also offer carbon neutral shipping for free on all orders over $49 in addition to their membership matching program, which provides free memberships to someone in need. They've also raised over $750,000 through their COVID-19 relief fund. Um, This company, they have their priorities in line. We love Thrive, everything about them. And I know personally, I feel good purchasing from them from start to finish. Yeah, I agree. And I'm a proud Thrive Market member and you will be too. And you can try it risk-free by going to thrivemarket.com slash chatty. Join today and you'll get up to $20 in shopping credit towards your first order. And that's spelled T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash chatty. That's where you can start your risk-free membership and get up to $20 off your first order. Thrivemarket.com slash chatty. So back to Brad. Um, Brad is sad. Sad Brad. And he... (laughs) See, okay, this is the thing. I know people gave him so much shit, but this is what I've always said, is I have much more respect for someone who is knows that they can't make that commitment. Yep, yep, yep. And is going to be honest about it instead of just faking some bullshit and breaking up two months later. You know... Cut it off. It's the same reason, I think, why you and I tend to like more of the quote-unquote villainous characters because I'm like, well, I appreciate someone who's at least being somewhat transparent and authentic in the process. Yeah. And younger Jessica was watching Brad's seasons, I think, with the, not the scope of, I'm going to investigate myself i'm just like i'm gonna yes exactly i'm just i'm just eating the narrative that abc is spoon feeding me he's bad he's a bad guy and then everyone you know didn't pick wife he's bad (laughs) and like you said okay well he didn't feel confident about choosing either one of them so at least he didn't just choose diana to feel like he looked better and then dumped her afterwards totally he went with his gut but he got a lot of shit and we see we see um footage of him looking sad watching the the season back on his leather restoration hardware couch um you know he's having a rough time but then he talks about discovering therapy after being he says he he fall he fell like into a depression and was having like panic attacks and yeah. everyone hate he said everyone hated me and i felt so sad for him i know he said it was like one of the darkest times of his life i think yeah well, I was happy that that, work. I mean, and, I'm, and it seems like he's very happy too that that first season did push him to go get help. Yeah. And I loved that he was just dropping you know, on national television. He's like, I have trust issues because my dad said he was going to take us out for the day and then didn't see him for five years. And I was like, oh, yeah, holy oh shit. My God. But I'm like, okay, look at that radical self-awareness and honesty. You go, Brad. <laughs> you go, Brad. Yes. Also, also, you know, I know this sounds not as big of a deal now because, you know, 2020, but around that time, a guy who was, you know, quote-unquote masculine bar owner, nightclub owner, Mr. Workout, like, you know, stud muffin. I mean, we weren't seeing a lot of men talking about 
self-awareness and talking openly about therapy at we all. Still we still on don't on The Bachelor. And I we still, still see don't. plenty of leads who definitely need you <laughs> male need leads therapy. who Please stop emotionally dumping on this woman and go see a professional. Thank it's not you. shameful. I also need therapy, which is why I recognize you need therapy. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, which is why I recommend Talkspace. Talkspace can get you. (laughs) Talkspace.com slash chatty. Get $100 off off. your first month. (laughs) Slide his DMs. Just like, not to... You know, that would be perfect for him while he was on The Bachelor. I know, seriously. Not to really pour salt on your open wound, but I do have a code. (laughs) I think you could really benefit from this. Um, well, you know, we see, we've been seeing interviews from now. Can we agree that he looks like a sexy millennial pastor now? He does. He definitely has like Carl Lentz vibes. I don't know who that is. He is one of the sexy Justin Bieber pastors. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes, exactly. I'm in the middle of writing a script about all these pastors, by the way, I'll (laughs) fill you in later. Love. Yeah. (laughs) Are you really? Yes. It's going great. (laughs) It's so cool. Wow. Um, yeah, well, he looks like one of them. He could fit right in there. Like, it was something from, like, the, you know, like, nice casual look. Like, I was like, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna about to step up to a nice teak wood pulpit. Yes. Um, on, you know, 2 p.m. on a Sunday. You're, you're from that so chill right. church. You're so right. It's the, it's the, the, the face structure and yes. it's the, the slight amount of five o'clock shadow that's always yes. perfectly groomed yes. and the hair. And the right yes. age, too. The exactly the perfect. Says like age. wisdom, but still hip. And you know, I'm more attracted to him three years later. And you know, I'm more attracted oh, yeah. to him 15 years later. Oh, hell yeah. Agreed. The beard was a little big for me as it is now. But if I shave that beard, honey, yes. And at least that beard, that beard was groomed properly. It was groomed. You know, he puts a lot of beard oil in that. He does. He takes fine care. You know, it smells nice. Yes. 100%. He's definitely someone who actually uses beard oil, which seems yeah. like a weird thing that you only get people for Father's Day gifts, but no one actually uses it, you know? I would get him it for a Father's Day present, no problem. Yeah, and he would actually use it, so props to him. Mm-hmm. Um, um, okay, round two. <laughs> first woman out of the, the limo happens to be who he picks in his top two and who slaps him across oh, the yeah. face. Does he which, like to be dominated? Who knows? I mean... He picked her and that this was their first this was their first interaction. And I was um, disturbed by the slap, but I was also impressed. I didn't know how to feel. But then later when we see her interview, she was like hand embarrassment. Yeah, it, it was a lot. I didn't know how to handle it. And but in her interview later, she was like, yeah, it was just nerves. I meant it to be kind of like a funny joke. And then I actually made contact. And then once you make contact, you have to stick with it. You're like, yeah, yeah, I meant that. Yeah. And because she was nervous, it made her come off as really aggro. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you're scary. I'm like, oh, geez. Can you imagine your first interaction when you're so nervous? And he was so nervous that whole night. Yeah. He, he just was. had to explain not himself. quite the vibe of night one of the first season where he's like, Woo-hoo! no, not the nightclub the owner energy. That's for no. sure. No, um, but but I thought he handled it really graciously. He was so gracious. He realized that 
everyone coming out of the limo. He he assumed and expected that they were going to have questions. Everyone would hate him. <laughs> yes, he acknowledged that they deserved answers before stepping into this, and he provided answers for everyone. He did. And he really, you know, I feel like his therapist taught him well. He had to he had to do the legwork and it was it was exhausting, but he did it because it was something that he wanted. He wanted to be the bachelor mm-hmm. again. And it's just was going to be part of the deal. And he and he turned those women around real fast. They he hopped did. out and they were just like, ew, fuck him. And by the end of the night, one of the blonde girls was just like, uh, he's here for the right reasons. And I think <laughs> I'm in love with him. <laughs> I know 100% you can tell he's totally here for the right reasons and all the other girls are like totally (laughs) he's so here and that and I'm like you know what that would have been me I would have been like how dare he what what a pig like I would have been so grossed out by him you better believe I'd be telling everyone before like to all my family and friends I'd be like it's Brad again can you believe it and I'd be like oh my god but he's so hot I'm so excited (laughs) But literally, as soon as soon as I'd come out of the limo and like make eye contact with that face, I'd be like, oh, "Their loss, honestly." <laughs> I'd love to be dumped by him. <laughs> I would be honored. Um, well, then I remember we're seeing Ashley H, who is one of our bachelorettes. Uh, later, yeah, on and I didn't even know that. So when they yeah. did the when they did the interview with her and her husband, I was like, "Who are these You're people?" Like, Don't know you. <laughs> She was a bachelorette. Emily was a bachelorette. We Michelle Money was on Bachelor Pads. Like, I mean, it, we had a lot of. It was a season that was stacked. Let's talk about Michelle Money because she was on Bachelor Pad. You said she was also on Bachelor in Paradise. Yes, I yes. definitely remember her on Bachelor in Paradise because she was the guy who looks like a rubber duck. <laughs> he does. I'm not trying to be a bitch, but what was his name? Cody. How do my how am I remembering this? I don't know. A rubber duck is the best. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> what was his name? I have to find out his name that way people can look him up. I don't remember. I don't. Um, so they I swear it was I swear it was Cody. It was Cody. Wow, his name's your memory. Cody. <laughs> Sometimes That's- things just come to me. Cody Sattler, S A T T L E R. And when you look at the images. <laughs> Wait. Oh my God, he does look like a rubber duck. And he's wearing a yellow shirt, doesn't help. He totally looks like a rubber duck. Um, Cody Sattler, look him up. Anyway, I remember her from mostly from Bachelor in Paradise, and I'm pretty sure I did watch that season of Bachelor Pad, but I don't remember anything that happened. Um, so. Well, first of all, with the eyebrows and everything, her look, I can totally see how she was immediately pinned as villain, even with her out, her saying or doing anything. Hot as fuck. Love it. Oh, no. But you know know that, in my opinion, Michelle Money is the dimiest dime of all of Bachelor Nation. 100%. Like, holy smokes. I remember seeing her walk on to the screen for the first time and be like, I want to marry you. I want to be you. I don't I just I had all the feelings I was going to say, you guys kind of have similar vibes. I have never felt more honored in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> I've spent the past 10 years trying to look like her. So here we are. <laughs> I mean, and she's one of those. I remember, I think it was Ashley. I who was saying that Michelle was all like, she always knows about the latest beauty trends can always help as always helping people with their hair knows about all that had like five, like a whole tower of makeup that she brought to the bachelor in paradise. Love it. <sighs> I love Michelle Money. 
I've loved Michelle Money since the moment she stepped out of that that uh, okay so you did love her on that season I loved her and I remember I was watching this season in college and all of my friends hated her we had like a whole crew and I was like team Michelle Money always (laughs) first of all that name are you joking like this is I know Gray was like that's her given name I'm like yes Michelle Money born to be a star I mean born to be a star and her when she pulled Brad, the scene where she pulls Brad before the rose ceremony into the room separately. Oh, my God. Str- sits on his lap and goes, don't say anything. You're not allowed to talk. And basically, anytime you try to speak, she'd like shove him and was like, don't don't say anything. And then like was like, you better choose wisely and like shoved her tongue down his throat. I mean, I was just like, this is what I need in this show. <laughs> This is some 2020 energy. I love this. I mean, yeah, she was great. And you can also sort of see, like, I sort of saw how she probably quite easily got manipulated kind of into the villain. Not manipulated, but it's like, everyone will have an offhand comment here, an offhand comment there. And I feel like you really see it in the case of Michelle, where you see how bits and pieces are taken here and there pieced together to make her look evil. Like some of the villains I think really are kind of evil, uh, but you can sort of tell with her how that was. She things were not done in her favor. Totally. She reminded me of Demi, like how they just say it, how it is. And so Uh because of that, then Demi, because Demi's quick witted and she says it, how it is. They made her to be out to be the villain. And I think that I don't feel like they did. I don't Demi? feel like I don't feel like Demi got as much of the villain edit as no, no, no not as, as much as Michelle Money. But in Colton's season, she I feel like she definitely was out of all of the women was the most painted as the villain. That's true. Even though I mean, I think she came across as much more likable in Colton's season than Michelle did in Brad's. Like, I think Michelle was probably had way more haters than fans. Oh, for sure. But what was interesting, and I thought, you know, you got to give Chris Harrison to give him give him his point on this one. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give a little tip of a hat to him. But if Michelle would have been in a 2020 episode, it probably would have looked more like a Demi situation. Maybe. Because... The, like Michelle, I remember, yeah, she had she had a lot of snarky things to say about some of the women, which so did Demi. But it was it, but Michelle was like Demi, how they can say it in a funny way. And it's still sometimes it's charming and you can tell that they're they're mean it, but they're also joking. And it's, you know, it's Michelle. I, think, I, I remember her being like that. I think um, one of the things Michelle didn't have going in her favor, though, is like. This well, this is just my opinion or what I'm remembering from Bachelor in Paradise too, is um, I think maybe she had a little bit more insecurity and like so that came across in certain ways as maybe being a little more like clingy isn't the right word I'm looking for, but maybe a little more like uh, possessive. Yes, in like a way for that sure. maybe someone like Demi didn't exactly have, who was more of like a take it or leave it. But Michelle had maybe a little more of like a yeah, like an insecure, possessive thing that I think made all her also look a little more like unstable or a little more like e- evil or something. Yeah, you know? no, you're you're right because because Demi didn't have any of that like no 
possessiveness with Colton at all. And I think that that really kind of took Michelle a lot more into villain territory because of that aspect. But either way, she was still entertaining as hell. And everyone loves a villain, even though they're even no matter how villainous they are. Everyone loves a villain. Yes, it was one of those things I remember when I would watch it with all my friends. I loved Michelle Money and everyone else. I was just like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I worship her. And then uh, <laughs> and then they all were hating on her. But of course, as soon as Brad sent her home, as much as they were cheering, they were also like, oh, so well. super bummed. There goes super the season. Yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, well, OK, there's Michelle's <laughs> gone now. So I guess we're really taking this seriously. Well, so OK, so who were the other girls on his season? Um Oh, can we talk quick, though, about Michelle, her interview with Chris? Oh, my God. Yeah. So So, I had already been following along with Michelle because I saw what happened with her daughter, which was crazy. Which did you notice they showed the clip when she was telling Brad, I have a daughter. I'm a single mom. Her name is Brielle. She's she was five when she went on uh, Brad's season. But yeah, so go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, no. Uh, Just it was crazy. She had a skateboarding accident and went into a fucking coma insane and i was sort of fall i think she ended up being in the hospital for like a whole month it was crazy and they, they didn't know was, if she was gonna have permanent brain damage or what it was i mean i i was uh i followed along not um in real time i didn't hear about it until like a few weeks in and so then i was catching up and i was like oh my god and at that point she was doing better but yeah they like, yeah, didn't know was, if she was going to be able to like walk again, talk again, that kind of stuff. And she's made like full recovery. I couldn't believe it. Watching all the videos of Michelle in her car, like sobbing after oh, it yeah. was like weeks into it. And it's like my baby girl. Like, I mean, it was just one of those things where like not to get like heavy. But I mean, when she's on the show with Brad talking about her little sweet one, it was one of those moments of like, oh, you just like appreciate the moments when everyone is in good health and, and all that. And it was just... I was just so happy. It was so I started to cry when Chris Harrison was like, is she okay?" And she's like, come here, honey. And she popped on the screen and she looks like she's doing great. And then Chris Harrison was like, hi, sweetheart. And it just it was this moment. I was like, "Okay, now the tears are starting to come. (laughs) The mom tears are a flowing. But anyways, I'm so happy for for the family that that she's okay. Yes. And also that she now, you know, has a a whole family. Seems like she's really happy in her relationship and all of that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's so lovely. Good for Michelle. Um, anywho, yes. So the other women in in Brad's season, Emily, um, of course, um, of course, Emily, uh, Sh- Chantel or Chantel, they go back and forth. <laughs> um, and Ashley. Yeah, I can't keep track of which ones are which. But <laughs> I struggle through. I'm never quite sure. Um, what are bef- there? What are the key? What are the key like things about Ashley and Chantel? So Ashley was the one who's the. Uh, she worked at um, not as a. Was she a dentist? She was either a dentist or a dent a dental assistant, and she was the one. She's very tiny, and she's just like super like enthusiastic. And she was the one that he went on the... Um, All the extreme dates and stuff with? Yes. Okay, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, or not the extreme one. She did the, the like, carousel or the circus-looking date. Okay, the, wait. Which is the one that he's saying he always has fun with? Is that one Chantel? 
I think he said it with both, but <laughs> there was I, one girl here where he was like going scuba diving and was actually, like doing this. Ashley was the one who he had like a ton of fun with, but he could never quite get to that different level with her. Oh no, that okay. So no, I'm actually thinking of Chantel. Yeah, okay. Ashley was the one where in the beginning he was really into her, and then he felt like yes. it burned out. Okay, yeah, yes. And then yes. Chantel was the top two. Yeah, yes. Okay, got um, it. so you want to talk about Ashley? Um, yeah. But before we talk about Ashley, you want to take a quick pause? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, listen, broads, I've said it once. I'll say it a million times more. Teachers are incredible. If there's anything I've learned from the past few months, it is that. And I have the most amazing daughter, Ember. And let me tell you, she's fierce and independent and inquisitive, which I absolutely love. But I'll be honest, sometimes it's hard to keep up with her never-ending curiosity and questions. Um, but... Like many parents, I've taken on the role of teacher for the time being. And that means I've been using KiwiCo to bring the learning to us with their hands-on project kits that are delivered right to your door. I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that my daughter is absolutely obsessed. The second she sees that KiwiCo box at the door, screaming ensues always. Oh my gosh. KiwiCo crates are amazing for all ages. Um, Ruth may be too young for school, but that doesn't mean she's too young to learn or too young for KiwiCo. We get their panda crates and absolutely love them. They encourage creative thinking and play, and they make all of that so easy. And with each of their age-specific crates, um, they're delivered right to your door, and they have all the necessary supplies and really easy-to-follow instructions, whether you're doing crafts or activities or like with the panda crates, they have great um, age-specific toys and mm-hmm. yeah, all that stuff. And that, that ease factor is a big one. I wouldn't exactly define myself as crafty, but with KiwiCo, I can definitely fake it. And I love doing these projects together with Ember at home. And it makes me just thrilled because she gets so excited to see what the theme is going to be. Her last crate was all about teaching her about how things glow and we both had so much fun oh my god fun it was so cute and her favorite project was like this little glowing mushroom that she made that you had to put out in the sun to basically charge and so we started to talk about the sun and light and then she had it in her room and she saw it would glow and then it would dim out and she put it back in the sun and it was cool we just started so many fun conversations and it's great to watch her tackle certain complex topics but then understand them because of the way that KiwiCo breaks them down KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get 30% off your first month on select crates at kiwico.com slash chatty. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash chatty. Again, 30% off your first month on select crates at kiwico.com slash chatty. Oh, broads. Okay, so here we are, day one million of being in our homes mostly, and uh, you might be running out of ways to pass your free time. And sure, there are always more books to be read or skills to master, but sometimes you just need a brain break. Um, Or if you have a child and you haven't had any free time during this, sometimes you still just need a brain break. Oh, yeah, you definitely do. (laughs) And that's when I turn to best fiends, the unique and exciting puzzle game unlike any other game ever out there uh yeah and best fiends is perfect for those quick brain breaks whether it's five minutes during baby's nap or Mm -hmm. whether you're in line somewhere or whatever it has challenging puzzles to solve that keep your brain still engaged 
cute characters to collect and new levels added every day. And the nice thing is you can play as much or as little as you want and you don't even need an internet connection to play. So it's really perfect for those times you find yourself, you know, waiting in a long line at the bank, which I had to do recently, or when you're waiting for that precious first cup of morning coffee to brew anytime when you have a few minutes. Anytime. And I'm so hooked on this. I love to compete with my husband and my sister. And unfortunately for them, I'm more than just a little competitive. So they don't stand a chance. (laughs) I dominate. And if I don't, I will figure out how to. (laughs) And like Becca mentioned, there isn't a traditional or this isn't a traditional gaming experience where you need to dedicate tons of time and learn all these secret hacks. It's simple, enjoyable and requires zero commitment. But there's always new levels. So it's just never ending and wonderful. And Best Fiends has thousands of levels already with new levels, events, and characters added every month. So it's hours of fun right at your fingertips. And you can even play offline, like I mentioned earlier. And with over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play. And it's free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. So go download now. It's friends without the R, Best Fiends. I also would like to apologize to... if. If it's loud, the sound of any sort of lawnmower or leaf blower, there's a a, a gentleman, I think, gardening around the house um, or someone. <laughs> I can't hear door. anything. So that's OK. Good. I yeah. keep making eye contact with him and like You're smiling like, at him because the windows are big and open. <laughs> Don't I'm just like, hello. But I think he thinks I'm staring at him and I think he's wondering why I'm sitting here talking to myself with a microphone. But <laughs> it's an embarrassing moment and it, it makes me feel very vulnerable. It's like when someone catches you like taking a selfie. That's how I feel right now. Oh, that's the worst. And you, you're like, do I play it off? Do I explain to them yeah. what I'm doing? No, I act like a confident, a confident woman. Yes, sir. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm talking, talking recording to my voice. <laughs> I enjoy the sound of my own voice. It's a personal <laughs> podcast. I listen to it when I fall ASMR. Okay. <laughs> Don't ask. What can I say? It pays the bills. Um, Okay, so let's talk Ashley. Um, So Ashley and him had like a fun, playful relationship. Um, I remember a lot of people really, really liking Ashley a lot. I thought she was fun. Um, She wasn't my like top pick for him. Um, No, me neither. I felt very like whatever. Yeah, she her and Brad had a similar um, they both had a similar situation with their dads. um, So they definitely had that in common, which I'm sure would be like a really impactful, powerful thing to have in common with. That's sort of the thing. It seemed like they like, yeah, had stuff in common, but not enough or like not even enough interest in each other to propel things forward. And he sort of mentioned that he was like, wow, we were like, are we going in the same like direction i don't even know really what you want like i think it seemed like it was better off as maybe just friends yeah it definitely had more of that more of that energy to it and i mean my favorite scenes with ashley and brad i will say are the scenes when he was basically just encouraging her to like stop working and live that party lifestyle (laughs) (laughs) as a club and bar owner i say you need to loosen up a little chick. He was just like, what are your plans? He's like, okay, so you're still, you got a lot of schooling. Okay, cool. And then how many days of we- a week do you work? Do those include nights? So have you, you ever tr- early? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever tried just like taking six shots of tequila within two hours and like taking your top off and dancing on top of the table? I feel like that could 
really improve your quality of living. <laughs> How old are you? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that about 10 years ago when I just, I worked too hard and I didn't live that YOLO lifestyle and I didn't take enough shots. And now I really regret it. Look at where I'm at now. Round two Learn of the Learn from me and my mistakes. People hate me now. And all I'm saying to you is people may hate you if you continue to work as hard as you do, Ashley. So, and you're seeing Ashley going like, well, you're really starting to make me question what I want in life. And I was like, Keep doing your school and your work. It sounds like it's something you're passionate about. And uh, the breakup was interesting, or her response to the breakup was not yes, awesome. No, she. It definitely seemed like she was thrown off. Yeah, she seemed shocked. Actually, it seemed like she definitely thought she was potentially <laughs> taking this thing home. Potentially, yeah, potentially, <laughs> Mrs. Womack. She's like, I was pretty committed to ditching my work and being at your nightclub every single night. Thought we were so going I- to YOLO together. <laughs> yeah, she. I thought I was only going to live once with you. <laughs> Definitely seemed like that's what she had in mind for the outcome. She was not pleased. And he, but he was not, you know, he was trying to get out of her like, hey, do you want to talk? Do you want to talk? She's like, no, no, no. And he just, he had to say goodbye because she wasn't willing to party hard enough. <laughs> He's like, okay, deuces. I'm out. Well, they then catch up. Chris Harrison then catches up with Ashley and JP, which I know you didn't watch Ashley season, but JP is who she chose on her season of The Bachelor. And yeah, they- see, to me, like, I didn't even know she was The Bachelorette. So I was like, oh, who is this girl? Like, I didn't watch her. Yeah. Season and she chose anything. she chose JP and they were one of the ones who uh, stayed together. One of the few that have like done you know the long haul when they were talking about when they got married i was like oh that's the same year evan and i have gotten got married so they've been together for like they said like eight nine years marriage wise um but they seemed like they've been in quarantine too long together i you know i was gonna ask you i didn't know how to do it in a rude way i was like they seem happy to you (laughs) they seem like quarantine is maybe taking a little bit of a toll. And you know what? I I understand. I understand. It's it's an it's one well, of those they, he's ups like, and how downs. long have they been together? And they're like, of oh, hundreds of years. I'm like, hey guys, I, I know, know a decade it- is a long time, but uh pretty sure you got some more decades <laughs> to live together. Is hell eternal because it feels <laughs> like it? <laughs> like it seems a little depressing. <laughs> now, then when Chris Harrison said to JP, like, hey, I'm glad you're okay. Then I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? And then I looked up. Did that get he, COVID? No, he recently, in like the, at least the past like year or two, was diagnosed with this rare neurological disorder. Oh yeah, God. where all of a sudden he was like temporarily paralyzed for a long time. And they thought that he was going to stay that way. And he had to go through like tons of therapy. So then oh all of a sudden God. I'm like, oh, my God. They've it's just been, a rough been year. through. They've been through the fucking ringer. Okay, They're just that makes exhausted. Sense. They have children. That They're in sense. quarantine. He went through all of this shit. They're probably worried about him safety wise too. I'm sure his immune system is is somewhat compromised. And I'm like, okay, this they're just like okay. this is the reality of like people who okay. have, it's just been rough, a rough time. That makes sense. That makes me feel better because I was Yeah, like, because I, I remember the last time I saw them together interviewed like a few years ago, they were just so they were just, you know. 
way super bubbly. Because after Cause this one, I was like, I don't know if they I got know, another like, nine uh, years in them. <laughs> I, I don't I know if they're going to make it through that. <laughs> I was sad. I was like, this might be an, this might be one that's going to be wrapping up pretty soon. But then when I when he said that and I looked it up, I was like, oh, geez, it's just been a really rough year. But apparently he's doing a lot better and he's like, which is amazing. Um, also, I wanted to make note of this. Chris Harrison always asks, have you watched the, you know, your person's season? Have you watched their previous season or whatever? And every single person says no. Every spouse or partner says, no, I have not watched. And I'm going to tell you this right now. The only person who I actually believe has never watched their partner's uh, season is Grayston. He's the only person I believe who hasn't watched it. Everyone else, I think they're full of shit. They've secretly watched a couple episodes or How watched you on not? YouTube clips. Come on. I know. Gray is the only one that I know who has like the capacity to kind of just be like, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just not going to do <laughs> I, it. Which I hate. I try to convince <laughs> him every day to watch it. Literally every week I go, please watch my season with me. <laughs> please, please just revel in how cute and funny I am. Ugh! You know that he'd fall in love with you all over again if he'd watch it. And then or it might just little- be really embarrassing. He'd probably just clown on me the whole time. Like, all I can think about is that one scene where I said, what did I say? I said I was like simple drama free and something else. I can't remember. And it's just like the biggest goddamn lie in the whole universe. And he'd probably just be like, yeah. But you were so charming in it that it's kind of like, well, you got to say what you got to say to trap him. Yeah, of course. It's all about it's all about manipulation and lies here. First three months are you you've through first three months are your stage. You make yourself whoever you want so they oh. will fall in love with you and then you tr- and then and then you have them get you pregnant and then from there it's just it's the rest Perfection. is history. I mean honestly Becca I mean if I was on the show it would be like first first thing I'd say to the guys it would just be like I'm not sensitive. <laughs> I love a good hike. I love the outdoors. Honestly for me partying not a thing. Um and you know oh. I just I just like a simple night at home and I hate gossip. The worst. Mm, no. Never would never say a bad thing about another person. I would just ever. serve them a tote full of lies. <laughs> Honestly, how do I how do I picture the rest of my life in a little beautiful cottage in Maryland, five children, and I'll suck your dick like three <laughs> times a day. At least for me, it's a joy. I, I'm overcome by how much I love doing my it two and I- passions in life: cooking and <laughs> the um, great outdoors. <laughs> the great outdoors, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Three things: yeah. <laughs> cooking, the outdoors, and sucking dick. Two of these things are lies, but you won't figure out which two until we're together. <laughs> Hopefully, the one that is actually true <laughs> will keep it working. <laughs> because I love two it. are very false. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Brad probably would have been into it. He'd probably been like, "Oh, you're a girl who can hold her drink and just wants to have a good time." Maybe Brad and I are soulmates and Maybe. sometime we'll meet when he's uh, when he's old enough for me. I'll find him. Maybe in another life. Maybe in another 10 years. Um. So, when yeah, he's a ripe 60. I mean, he looks like he is just aging like a fine wine, getting hotter by the second. Oh, my Lord. How old is he now? I'm going to look it up right now. And uh, then let's talk about. The final. Oh, we yeah. got to talk about. Oh, my goodness. We have to talk about. Um, he doesn't have social media, which I hate. I was trying to find his. I hate Instagram. it, but it's also wonderful. Attractive. 
No. So attractive. Yeah, he's 47. Oh, that's... Get him to 53 and I'm in. <laughs> get him to 72 with a retirement fund. A fat retirement fund. <laughs> I'm I will be there. all over that. Okay, so... um, Next, we can chat Chantel, Chantel. I mean... I thought he would actually be really good. Like, I thought she would actually be a good pick for him. I agree. I agree. I think they would have been really good together. I remember her being super charming. Um, like, I remember liking her a lot. And, oh, yeah, she, she was married before, too. So then, you oh, know, that's was, cur- that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that that was, I thought that that would be, like, almost good for him, too, to have someone who's had the experience of marriage before and kind of is... I don't know. It just, it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he, there's not much to say about their relationship. No. It looked like it worked. It looked like it worked and it didn't. And yet, alas, well, not alas, because I, I love, you know, that he chose Emily, but also that didn't work. So alas again. Um, but Emily, Emily Maynard. Also, that was interesting, by the way, that they were that they asked her to be Bachelorette and she said no. Yes. Oh, yes. I can't believe I forgot. Okay, that was tea. That was such tea. The fact that she went on a blind. She said yes. And then she went on a blind date and found her person and was like, I can't do this. I know. And they're together. Still together. Eight years later. I mean, I and the fact that she wasn't like, hey, honey, come into the screen. I made me like her even more. She was kind of like, yeah, no, we're happy. We're good. You know, I love him. And she oh, she seems super cool. Yeah, I agree. Just shut I like that her. shit down. And I have major respect because if I would have gone on a blind date and met Evan, I still would have become the bachelorette. <laughs> yeah. See, for me, it was like paradise. It was like eh, it might not work out so well for me. Bachelorette? Are you kidding? Bye bye, Grayson. Bye bye, literally anyone. Don't care. <laughs> bye. <laughs> I'm hitting the road. <laughs> if you're if you're here when I get back, then we'll figure it out. But I have other things that I need to tend to. <laughs> other responsibilities. Yeah. No to the Bachelorette. What? She must have just really fallen for she him. She must How have special. really loved him. And it worked. I mean, it's so sweet. So lovely. Um, okay. So Emily Maynard, the most blonde, most white tooth human there ever Most white tooth. Glad you said that. I was about to add it on and you took the words right out of my mouth. Right out of my yellow teeth <laughs> mouth. <laughs> it's like the only time where i've actually felt like extremely insecure watching someone i'm like oh my god i'm like a witch witch teeth in comparison i'm immediately looking up like crest white strips what's the one we advertise for i can't think of what it's called high smile yeah i was like i gotta pop my high smile back in oh shit I didn't have it with me or else I would have. I, I literally, I went, I w- was in the middle of watching this and I paused it and I went to the bathroom and stared at my teeth in the mirror and I was like, God, oh my God. <laughs> like, did she have veneers? What was the situation with that? They looked like maybe they were because they were so perfect, but also maybe she just has that good of teeth in there. But she wide. also sort of has this way of talking. It's just her natural way of talking that sort of seems like she has fake teeth in. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> Whoever did, if they are fake, they are a beautiful job. Oh, great. And they're so white. And if not, she went to, I need to find out what it, wherever she went. And honestly, even if it hurts like hell, I'll do it. 
The next time you'll see me on this Zoom, I'll just be like, and then (laughs) just gonna be fucking blinded. (laughs) Just to death. Just lights bouncing off your teeth. Uh, You're gonna see God in my teeth. I mean, I like I've I've always liked always liked Emily. I didn't watch her season or watch her with Brad, but I watched some of her season after after I was with Ari on his season. I was like, oh, I gotta go back and like watch. Yeah, of course. Which is so good. I really hope they do a goat episode. They better do an Emily episode. It's one of it's one of the best ones. One of the best. And what I like about her is that I don't I think she's just not she's not just a pretty face like mm-hmm. I really like I mean you see it come out a lot more on her season but she like shuts shit down like if it's you know like she she she's very kind very respectful and sweet and pretty but she also um seems like someone who can stand her ground absolutely I I remember Really liking her on Brad's. And then once she had her own season, I was like, wow, like you said, this is not just a pretty face like this. She is a like strong woman. And I loved her. And she was so yeah, she was fun. It was a fun season with her for sure. Yeah. Um, But they so they start talking and that's when I'm reminded and I can't believe I forgot. There's so many things that I forgot. But when they start talking about Emily's past and Oh my goodness. I forgot about her story. And if you didn't watch the goat episode and you're just listening, what happened with Emily is that she um, said she fell in love and, um, and like the love of her life. She's like, I've been in love once. It was the love of my life. And he was a race car driver and she would travel with, by the way, part of what with, made her season so crazy with Ari, because Ari was also a race car driver. That was wild. I remember that. That was that was that was a crazy <sighs> added piece. Um, and she would normally travel with him uh, when he'd fly and go do dates everywhere. And and the one day that she was like, "I'm going to stay back," and he left. The plane took off and it never landed. And then a few days after he passed away, she found out that she was pregnant. Like something out of an extremely sad Hallmark movie. Can you I believe? mean, it was, it was the most heartbreaking. I remember watching it in real time and being like, this is the most heartbreaking thing ever. And also thinking like, what an incredible gift her daughter is to her to like oh. have that. Oh my God, I have chills. I have goosebumps. Yeah. Oh no, I'm just like, I was, a, again, that was a mess. Like, like that. that's a gift that she will forever have in memory of like, the love of her life and yeah that is so sad oh yeah, my god it's so sad it's so sad and and brad immediately because at this point he was like i really like her but it's all been kind of top level and then she's like this is why i hold my cards a little closer and as soon as he said that brad was like over the moon and was just like oh my gosh who are you you're just like this angel on earth and um then and then he finds out that she does have uh, uh ricky her daughter who's five and so then Brad is introduced to uh, to Ricky. And <laughs> I remember watching this and being so anxious watching it because Ricky, of course, like ran behind her mom. There's cameras oh, yeah. there. There's this guy. And she was so and then and Emily was like, it's OK. Come out. And she's trying. And I'm thinking now watching it as, as a, a mom, mom I'm being like, anxious. One. The pressure. 
Jess, that was my thought 100% as well. That was 100% the perspective I was seeing it from as a mom. I'd be like, oh my God, just like, please be nice to him. Like, don't be weird. Don't be weird. <laughs> like, she's normally so friendly and outgoing and like, she's just hiding. Oh gosh. On national television, like the level the of pressure. The level of pressure would be just insane. Like, please don't be mean or rude to him or like, oh God. Please do something cute. Please do something cute. Oh, I, and thank goodness. And he brought her a gift. And then, I mean, I think thankfully for Emily, since she is so perfect or and put together, I doubt she got that much scrutiny. and Everyone probably just loved her. But can you just imagine being under the microscope of like being a mother, introducing your kid no. to someone no. new and like, oh, I'm, I'm sure she got shit for being the bachelor in general. Bachelorette, excuse me. Well, in she, general but she being... brought her daughter with her, which, again, I think made people love her a oh, lot more. Yeah. She brought her daughter along with her throughout the whole thing when they were traveling and everything. I guess they just had like some nanny on deck. I'm not crying. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Wait, what did they do for the fantasy suites week? I don't remember, but. Like, okay, we're sending you home to grandma oh, now. Her grandparents, yeah, I think maybe her grandparents took her, if I remember correctly. See, she kind of got set up to, thankfully, to look pretty good. Well, uh, but I mean, like, she seems like an incredible person, incredible. Mom, yeah, so she seems wonderful. But thank goodness Brad brought a gift and Ricky started to come out of, the, out of her shell. And I just have to say, what I was, I couldn't stop laughing with this. But when he was getting interviewed, and he said, he said, I've never been in a relationship with anyone who has a child. Um, and he's like, I love the fact that little Ricky is in the equation. And he kept saying little Ricky, little like he Ricky. kept calling her little Ricky. And then I just was imagining him being like, I've never been in a relationship with anyone who's had a child before. And but now that I know the fact that little Denise is in the equation and then like a good person off of camera being like her name's not not Denise it's not Denise and him like continually I just imagine him calling her the wrong name the entire time like tucking her in and being like good night little Denise <laughs> like Brad it's 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 Ricky oh sorry little Isn't Denise that- did you get your toothbrush <laughs> Isn't that what they call the son on I Love Lucy, don't they? Little Ricky, isn't that what they call him from I Love Lucy? It's like, was that where he got it from? Why is he calling her Little Ricky? I don't know why there's always little. Maybe, maybe Emily calls him that because I think Ricky Ember was her that. dad's little name. Ember. Oh, like small Ricky, big. Yeah, but but it's also but just him with his cadence and his accent and the way he little just was Ricky. like. He was always just like. Oh, it was a true joy being around little Ricky. I loved having little Ricky in the equation. I just knew that I fell in love with Emily the second that I saw her mothering little Ricky. (laughs) I couldn't stop laughing. That is so good. So good. But it was so sweet. And I remember just watching it, having a heart and not being a parent yet but having a heart so full and now watching it being a mom see if you saw all of a sudden this guy that you were falling in love with start to Mm. really interact lovingly with your child and your child responding well to this person like oh i mean a heart melt so it's interesting because all right so he breaks up with Chantel. yes 
which for some reason I don't really remember what happened with that breakup. She had a, in, a wild applique on the side of her dress, um, which was a oh, choice. Yeah, that and was that was crazy. Truly. It was a choice, especially since Emily was in white and she was in black, and it made her yeah. almost look like a villain. Totally, it was it was, it was very like a much feathery thing, right? Yeah, it looked like there was almost like a crow perched on yes. her shoulder. Like she was like Maleficent was a lot. or something. It was a lot. And it was like, Chantel, you're not the villain. Why are they making it look like good and evil right now? Know. Like it was so. But she is the brunette. So obviously. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But it was pretty basic. She was really sad. And. <laughs> and he had to and dump shut, someone at the, at the. And he shut it down pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I was going to say. I don't think there's anything really notable about it now what's interesting about the emily thing when he's talking later um he says something like i probably called her 200 times after the breakup and i'm like wait did she break up with him it seems perhaps that that might have been the case it does yeah that's sort of the vibe i've got because also like his recollection of it the way they each so when they talk to emily later she's just kind of like like I don't know. Her attitude is just sort of like, well, like that whole thing. And she's she's like, like, oh, Brad. But then she said, like, I don't have anything bad to say about him. So I'm like, okay. And then the way that he relayed it, like putting two and two together, I was like, I definitely think that she broke up with him and then was having to deal with him post breakup and just dealing with all that. But she's like, I have nothing bad to say about him. But yeah, it probably was true that he was like, Please, like, I... <laughs> he seemed like he definitely wanted her back. And she's just like, honestly, he wouldn't stop calling my daughter Little Ricky and it was driving me nuts. <laughs> it seemed like she was kind of, like, hearing her reflect back on it seemed like she was sort of over it. It was just yeah, kind of interesting. Because, yeah, you're so right. Because then when when, when he, Brad was talking with Chris, he was like, I was so in love with Emily. Yeah. I was so in love with him. And Emily was a little bit like... Well, you know, I'm sure he felt pressure to uh, propose to somebody. And and Brad was like, no, I was in love with her. I called her a thousand (laughs) times afterwards. Seems like there's something we're not hearing. Maybe little Bradster made a little slip up at one of his nightclubs or bars. Got a little too friendly. Interesting. And Emily said, no, no, no. Shut that shit down. Interesting theory. And Brad was like, no. Well, please, no. Me and Gray were talking. We're like, why the hell would he want to get engaged to someone anyway? Like, he is the living the bachelor dream on a regular basis. He's this super hot guy who owns a bunch of restaurants and clubs in Austin, Texas. Like, he's living the dream. Sorry. The the man has gotten very close to the window. (laughs) (laughs) The gardener guy? I don't know if people could see the shadow walking by. I was like, um, <laughs> oh my God, we're just trying to just, just podcasting on the move. Um, but yes, I know. I completely agree. I don't know why he see, but maybe it seems though now he's ready when he then was with Chris talking and he was like, this is my lady and like shoved her into the, into the picture and they met at the gym. And it's I perfect. love that he asked her on a date the day he heard that she broke up with her boyfriend. I That's mean, some, some people might, 
Yep, yep. Some people might Love say it. intense. I say turn on. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> I mean, I hope most people would think that that's a turn on because it's literally like he was just waiting for her to be single because that's how into her, her he was. Yes, and he was being Love respectful, that. not doing anything before. But then the second that... I loved his little speech about being respectful. I don't know. I don't think he cheated on Emily. You're probably right. I just like to add the drama. It probably I, was just what they said, where they just wanted two different things. He probably wanted to keep living his nightclub bar, sti- bar lifestyle. And that's she's a, like a mom at home who probably goes to bed because she's exhausted by like nine. Yeah, I she love, wanted the, four kids. Maybe he maybe he doesn't want kids. Maybe not. Maybe he just wanted little Ricky. And yeah. that was it. <laughs> little He's Ricky like, I'm not looking to was- do... Because I'm not looking to do the infant stage again. So this works out perfectly for me. <laughs> I don't I know. See, I mean, he hasn't had kids. Still hasn't gotten married. I mean, yeah, he's living it up in Austin. Yeah. I'm sure. He's doing his thing in his nice, in his fancy ass kitchen. Oh, well, yeah. Emily, Emily, then we saw her and she, when she was talking to Chris and she brought in her whole load of children, I <laughs> loved it so much. It was, it, it. She's like, yeah, there's a lot of them. It's exhausting. And she pulls them all in and they're all like climbing on top of each other. And I love that Chris is trying to talk to her and she's not even paying attention to him. She's like looking off and she's like, hey, whatever. Like talk to someone else. Well, I was on her Instagram and I believe she said something that she and her husband have only been together five years. And they've had so I think they have three kids under five. Wow. A lot. Cranking them out. It does seem like then I would have to agree with you, Becca. It seems like Emily wanted a bunch of babies. We. You crack the case. That's what it is. Detective Becca. <laughs> Brad only wanted the one. Um, he wanted the 17. Well, any what, what, anything else? I think that was it. Oh, the one time that then Chris Harrison teases Brad about being the bachelor for the third time. I'm not going to lie to you. For a moment, my heart dropped and I was like, wait, is this for real? <laughs> I would watch it 100%. I would love it. I would, I would go, I would for sure go on it. Oh. Like, I, I'd be like, oh, right. what? I'll be there right with you. He'll be there in a couple, it'll take a couple years because we have Matt and another bachelorette. At this point, he'll be about 50, ripe, perfect. Just eventually <laughs> we'll start devolve, like, backing away from your relationship with Ember and Evan. Yeah, I've been working on it. Um, so. <laughs> Start distancing yourself from them. I'm like, it's just social distancing. It's because of the COVID. <laughs> I just have to start taking steps back. I'm, I'm actually going to get my own apartment. I just feel like it's healthy. Like, I don't mean I don't mean emotionally. I mean, literally, physically, it would be good for us right now because of everything going on. So, you know, just a thought. <laughs> I support you. Thank you. I can't wait till you join me on it. We can got go a little in. bit of work to do, but I'm maybe start we can uh, now. I mean, we can go on as a duo I like and that. we can be like the twins, the twins except yeah. we're like chatty broads duo. I like um, that. So we'll have to choose um, either both of us or none. And then you and I will have a full falling out because we'll both fall in love with him. And then he'll be like, no, you can just we'll be secretly telling him, no, you can just just choose me. It's fine. You can ditch her. It'll and we're just plugging drama. chatty broads throughout the whole season. <laughs> I just give the producer like I'm like okay when I when I come out of the limo can you play this track and it's just like da 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 we're talking with him and we're like well actually like I know you've talked so much about therapy we had this amazing episode on my podcast it's called Chatty Broads um, where we talk about that we're just constantly plugging it in conversation <laughs> after he wearing merch a rose, we're like chat soon. <laughs> 
chats and broads the camera we call all the other girls the broad squad and they're like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> we're not friends with you you are the villain of this season how uh, how are you missing that oh Chat- my god oh. well i'm so excited for Allie's in two weeks but next week again we'll be doing sean's which is a great season as well <laughs> And like I said, Thursday, we will be going over Claire's Mm, 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 guys. mm, And mm, I cannot mm, wait because, again, we don't have their fucking bios. So we will just be going off of photos, which I'm excited Okay, except reality, we we might want to go through reality Steve because I guess he has a tea on a bunch of them. I was going through his Twitter last night. Oh, beautiful. He's got the whole rundown on who's who. Love that. Love that. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steven. With that, broads, looking forward With to that, chatting soon. Can't wait and uh, and chat soon, broads. Bye.